Good afternoon, everybody. Don Otto here again from the Missouri Funeral Directors. And I never know, never know which way to point. From the Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association here in Jefferson City, Missouri, with our weekly podcast, videocast uh, from our offices here. A couple things I wanted to hit on with you for this week. One is something that has just been making the news. You may have seen reports on it. And it's an old scam, but it has been... Uh, Going around, there's there's actually two different scams we want to warn everybody about. Uh, the first one uh, has to do, and, and this goes back as long as you can think of things, but it's a new twist on it all. It's a scam where people are going through obituaries, and that's much easier to do nowadays, of course, because of the online obituaries. And they're looking for somebody uh, whose husband or wife recently passed away. And they will track down the widow or widower and they will call up and they will say they are from the funeral home because very often, of course, the funeral home is listed there in the obituary. And they will say, I'm from so-and-so funeral home and there's a problem with the insurance. There's two ways that this can go. Uh, one is they can say there's a shortage on the insurance policy that's covering your funeral we need another $500. We're short $500. You need to email it. You need to PayPal us or Vimo us that or Western Union us that or give us a credit card over the phone or something like that right now. And they, they've got this timed out because they can see, oh, the funeral's next Tuesday. I'm going to call the widow, you know, Monday night and tell them we can't do the funeral tomorrow unless you give me a credit card right now because we're the, the insurance, something was wrong with the insurance and it's $500 short. And believe me, these people can sound very persuasive. Before they do this, they'll look up your funeral home. So they'll know the address of the funeral home. They'll know what it looks like. They'll know the names of the funeral directors that work at your funeral home and they will very likely impersonate one of them. Say, hey, I'm Joe from... Yeah, the ABC funeral home and we're getting ready to do the funeral tomorrow. And we just got word from the insurance company that it's $500 short or some variation of that. And believe me, these folks can be very persuasive. They can sound, make it, they can spoof phone numbers. So it can look like the phone is coming from your area. So it's very important that uh, you let your families know that you would never, ever, ever call them up and tell them that you need to pay us money over the phone or on the computer right now. They need to know that that would never, ever happen. Obviously, problems can happen, and sometimes insurance can get messed up. Or the pre-need isn't what you thought it was. Whatever it is. But you would never demand a payment over the phone by a credit card or by PayPal or by Vimo or anything like that. That you would never, ever do that. That if there is a problem ever, you would not only just call them up, you would have them come into the funeral home to work on it. That's so important. And when you're making pre-arrangements with families, that's another thing. To mention as well that you would never get a call from the pre-need company, from the trust company or something like that, demanding immediate payment um, by a credit card over the phone. 
because not only if it's a credit card, not, you know, the, this most recent batch of scams, I think they've been using PayPal and Vimo a lot. But if you do a credit card, they will not only hit you up for that $500 or demanding, they've got your credit card number and all that information. It'll go through the roof. So watch out for that. Uh, and again, let your families know that under no circumstances, no matter what's going on, even if there really is a problem with something, would anyone from your funeral home ever be contacting them, demanding some sort of immediate payment that they have to read a credit card over the phone or get on the computer and transfer money from their bank or something like that right now? Uh, this has made the news recently on several news outlets. And it is unfortunate. This is something else to watch out for. If a family mentions this to you or something like that, the headline on this news report, and I use that term loosely, that's going out is saying funeral home scam. Families hurt by funeral home scam. Well, it's not a funeral home scam. No funeral homes are involved with this. This scam has been going back for hundred years. As long, since there's been insurance that's existed, people have scattered through obituaries. It's not just insurance or anything like that. Now. People will look at an obituary and call up the widow or widower and saying, hey, you know, your husband owed me $500 or your husband owed me $1,000. The other version of this scam uh, is that they'll call somebody up and say, hey, we found an insurance policy that you didn't know about. It's a $5,000 insurance policy, but it hasn't been completely paid up. So we need you to send another $250. That'll pay up the insurance policy and then you'll get the whole 5,000. Or there's a processing fee. We got to get $100 to process this so we can get your $5,000. So there's two versions of the scam going around. One where they say the insurance is short you need to send us money to cover the funeral. The other one is there's this potload of money that you didn't know about that we can get for you and we'll be happy to help you with that. But by golly, we need a little extra money up front for to make that happen. It's a variation of the Nigerian prince, prince uh, scam. If you've ever gotten one of those emails where there's some Nigerian prince that wants to transfer money to you in order to avoid the uh, coup that's going on or something like that, but you need to send them $1,000 to cover the, the customs expense in transferring that money or, or some such foolishness. A lot of people fall for those. They really do. And as silly as some of those emails sound, the people on the phone can be very persuasive and they can spoof phone numbers. They can spoof email addresses and so forth and so on, which brings me to the next one is spoofed email addresses. This is going around again. As a matter of fact, once again, we have had uh, people, uh, somebody uh, has spoofed, uh, gone through uh, our, you know, they, all they have to do is they take a look at uh, our, the MFDA website. They can see what our email address is and they'll send something out and it will be almost our email, but not quite. And this also happens to if you're an officer or a director or one of our board members, uh, of course, the list of our board members is on the website. It's public information. You could get that even if we didn't have it on the website. It's all listed. It's You can go to the Secretary of State's office, take a look at the filings and see who, see who our president is and all that. So they'll put, just to make something up, they'll put Don Otto at uh, gibberishmail.com. 
and they'll send that out. When they do it from an individual, and this has happened recently to one of our board members, they'll send out saying, uh, I'm trying to raise money to help the Veterans Association out. Can you send me a Target gift card for in any amount that you can? $100 would be great. $200 would be better. Please uh, send me a Target gift card that we're going to be turning around and give to veterans. Those are all scams. Don't do that. Believe me, you will never get an email from me asking you to donate for something uh, by sending me a gift card. That will not happen. I may ask you for money sometime. We've got an educational foundation. We've got our legislative fund. We've got a PAC, all that stuff. There there might be times when I might be asking for money, but I'm never going to tell you, please send me a gift card. All right. Will not happen. So that don't do that. But they can also do that with your funeral home as well. Your funeral home has an email address. They can spoof that email address so it looks almost like your email address. And once again, they can take a look at the obituaries. They can take a look at uh, who, what families you're serving. You, the obituary will not only list the widow or widower, it'll list the kids, it'll list nephews and things like that. And they'll send an email that looks like it's from your funeral home. They might even copy and paste screenshots from your webpage to put in this email. And once again, it will say that money's owed or that the family is seeking donations to the Veterans Administration, uh, the Disabled American Veterans. And uh, here's a link to donate on behalf of the deceased to the Disabled American Veterans. Very often in the obituary, it says something there at the bottom. In lieu of flowers, donations could be made to the American Heart Association. These scammers will send out emails to everybody listed in that obituary saying, on behalf of the funeral home, we're providing you this easy link to donate to the American Heart Association like your loved one wanted you to do. They'll be a little more subtle than that, perhaps, but that's the gist of the email. And that email will, like, say, jonesfuneralhome.org instead of .com or something like that. They can even use acrylic letters that look like uh, Latin English letters, but the, the you know the A or the, the O is a little bit different. So it looks just like your email or your website address, but it's not quite. So once again, let your families know that you don't do things like that. Uh, and you would never ask for gift cards. You would never ask for have people click on links to do something like that uh, without you know you telling them something face to face in my presence, here's how you can do something. So watch out for those things. I am uh, I just came from a funeral today, this morning, for a, a good friend that was uh, here in town. Uh, and uh, one of the night, this leads me into my next topic for today. Because the next topic for today is as I visit a lot of funeral homes today, after I do my pre-inspection inspection and go over all the paperwork and take a look at the GPL, uh, one of the nice things about it is then we usually have time to sit down and have a cup of coffee and just talk about things. And one of the things we've been talking about to a lot is the future of funeral service and what can be done uh, to make funerals more relevant to people than in some communities they seem to be over the past decade or so. And this is something that I've been harping on since I got here, to be honest with you since I've been working for you. I think the most important thing 
that anyone can do, not just funeral homes, but families and everything like that, is have the children involved. Have kids involved in the funeral somewhere or the other. Have them attend the funeral. Uh, I grew up going to funerals. You, some of you have heard my speech before when I've done this. Is When I was born, I had all my great-grandparents, all my great-grandparents, and a couple great-great-grandparents. And between my parents, we, they had over like 100 first cousins between them, you know, when you have 10 kids having 10 kids and things like that. So I grew up going to a lot of funerals. Funerals was very natural to me. I understood its importance. I understood its relevance. I knew how meaningful it was. I never had a second thought about it. But what surprised me after I started working for all of you people is how many people, not so much my age, but maybe just the generation behind me, have never been to a funeral in their life. Uh, I have friends that they had never gone to a funeral and never even been inside a funeral home or dealt with a funeral until one of their parents died. And they had no idea what to do. They had no idea of the importance of a visitation or a viewing or a funeral service. They had no clue because they were never raised with that. So it's to me, this is my personal opinion, is trying as best as possible. And of course, you have to deal with your families as they come to you and you can't force things on people. But when it's possible, encouraging having young people involved, attending the funeral, attending the visitation. Uh, and that's what I wanted to, I was so pleased. It's, it's always say, it's hard to say you're pleased at something at a funeral because it's always sad, but there were a lot of young people at this funeral, a lot of kids at this funeral today. And the children had worked on the memory boards for grandpa, uh, for uncle. They had put the pictures on the on the phone board. They, they, they were the ones that chose what pictures were going to be up there for everybody to see. And uh, they were even pointing out this is the this is me and grandpa. And this is all that stuff. And, and they were all there attending the funeral. And uh, from my perspective, that was a wonderful thing to see. If you're a member of the National Funeral Directors Association, and I hope you are, NFDA has a wonderful resource out there dealing with this very topic about getting young people involved in funeral service. It's free. You can get these packets from NFDA. On Monday, we'll be sending on our In the Loop. I always try to do our In the Loops on Monday because so often if we send them at the end of the week, they might get lost in a whole bunch of other emails that you get over the weekend. So look out on Monday. We'll be sending out an in the loop with other news and stuff like that. But I'm going to be putting out a link where you can see the National Funeral Directors Association materials that they have that's specifically designed on ideas and ways to have young people involved in funeral uh, ceremonies, in visitations, in things like putting up the phone board, writing a poem about grandpa or something like that that's read. So many things that can be done. And uh, from my perspective, I think that's that's really critical. It's something I grew up with. And so I never even considered that that was a problem until I uh, started working for you folks. And I see, yeah, it really is a problem because somewhere along the way, and I don't know where this happened, parents apparently uh, had the misconception that bringing kids to a funeral was bad for them, that it would traumatize them. Uh, and no, that's not true. And uh, it'd be sad. Of course, it, it's going to be sad. 
It may require conversations with the kids and talking with them. And every family's different. It might not be appropriate for everybody, of course. But I know it meant a lot to me when I was growing up. It meant a lot to my kids when they were growing up. And I could tell the day from the funeral that I just attended, it meant a lot to all those young people that were there that day. They weren't just attending the funeral. They were part of the process. They were part of the saying goodbye uh, to their family member, to their loved one, to their grandpa. Uh, it was very uh, touching thing to see, and it made a difference to them. It made a difference to the other adults that was there. And I know those kids, as they grow up, they're going to know the importance of funeral service because they were part of it. Well, that's all I have for today. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Hope everything uh, is good for you at your funeral home and in your families. Have a blessed weekend. And as always, be safe.